You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, and I need to mix things up a little bit with the intro because a good friend told me that she could essentially do the intro for me because I always say the same thing. So I'm Brandon, here with Dr. Jess. I thought you were going to say it's the Sex with Brandon podcast. Not at all. That's how Br- I'd mix it up. Br- Brandon is just here to learn. Ah, I don't know about that. Well, this one's all for you, Brandon, because we're going to be talking about anal. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're joined by Carlisle Jansen, sex educator, coach, soon-to-be therapist, and founder of Good For Her in Toronto. And Good For Her is... Uh, sexuality space and shop they sell sex toys they sell sex positive porn they have subscriptions online and brandon and i are going to be doing a workshop on conversations for couples for more intimacy better sex hotter passion on monday january 27th so coming up very soon at good for her so make sure you check that out carla thanks for being here oh it's such a pleasure yeah well you came for brandon i know I came for both of you. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, Carlisle's the author of several books, including Anal Sex Basics. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some anal. Let's talk about some anal, and not only the basics. Oh, we're going to get beyond the basics. We're going to get beyond the basics. Ooh, I like that. So why do you, why do people love anal play? Because it's pleasurable. Uh, certainly that's been my experience and I think it's just another thing that you can add to your repertoire. It's not something that I or everybody engages in every time we have sex. It can be sort of an appetizer. It can be the dessert. It can be the main course. It can be off the menu for the night. Um, and, uh, Certainly, there's tons of nerve endings, even just on the outside of the butt. Like, there's so much potential there. Um, So why not have fun with it? Well, I wanted to have some fun with the butt last night, and Uh Brandon wasn't into it. So I I did an interview with Dr. Susie. She's a Mm. pelvic floor physiotherapist. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, We got to get her on the podcast because she actually works primarely with people with penises. Right. Got it. Usually the pelvic floor stuff is around the vagina. Right. And the vulva. But she works primarily with people with penises. Yeah. And she, she was telling me that, you know, we have not only do we encourage unnecessary surgery and procedures for women but also for men she says Mm. men are having like a testicle removed unnecessarily because they're not addressing pelvic health concerns wow i did not know that and that is something that i think a lot of people would want to know and be aware of that there are alternatives to surgery (laughs) yeah actually actually the next time dr Susie is in toronto we have Mm. to get her to good for her Mm -hmm. to do a workshop but anyhow i'm talking to dr Susie. i'm talking about how i'm cold all the time right and she was saying that she uses her partner's butt to warm up her feet she just kind of slides it in between those cheeks nice why do i feel like i am the butt of this joke Well, I was saying that I have small feet, you have a big butt, and this is a perfect arrangement. And I, last night I tried to warm my feet between your butt oh, cheeks and you rolled over. Okay. This was the anal play that she's making reference to. Okay. It, it wasn't sexy time. It was it like, was. I want to stick my foot in your butt, to right. warm, but to warm it up. So yeah. there was nothing about my pleasure here. It was like, get a little toe tickle action or something. So That's about it. So you would have rather she stuck her feet on your thigh or in your armpit or somewhere like that to warm I, them up. Yeah. Or, you know, I need to just get a hot water bottle and like <laughs> put it on her feet because they are always cold. So the, like, butt, the butt is not for the, the foot insertion for me. Well, not insertion. I just wanted to put it between your cheeks, not inside the anus. 
that's conversations thing, going in a different that's direction. That's too. Do you know Roxy Delight? The No, I don't. She's a burlesque performer. Oh, okay. You, yeah. would, you would have seen her at one point. Yes, yes. They do an event in Detroit, and uh, I have to look up the name of it, but it's every October, and mm. it's this, like, I don't want to say it's a house of horrors because it's a house of pleasure as mm-hmm. well. And there's one guy at the very end mm. who does a... Uh, foot insertion Mm -hmm. in the anus Mm -hmm. and I've never seen that have you seen that Uh, I have not seen that but you know it doesn't surprise me I know that people insert feet into vaginas so it makes sense that it would also be inserted into butts Um, some people insert them into mouths as well Uh, and certainly there's lots of potential to put different sized objects up the butt and the good thing about a foot is that it's not going to get lost in there well, it's connected, <laughs> it's connected to the leg. <laughs> you would hope. One would hope. But come on, like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it can be done. But for those starting out. Yeah, not for starting let's not out. Freak every, no. Let's not freak me out here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, we're not going to freak you out. Well, and the thing is also is a foot is not a very round object unless you're particularly flexible and can make your pinky toe <laughs> touch your big toe, right? So that's not going to be for a beginner. And it's certainly um, not something that's going to be very comfortable for most of us, right? Especially starting out. I certainly would, you know, maybe a toe if you're really into it and you've got well manicured toes. But um, I I would not start with that. But, you know, I would say that for some people, that's a big fetish for them. And that's exciting. And, you know, but probably working your way up to that. So where do we begin if you want to start playing with the butt? I know everybody, when they think of anal, they think of one thing. They tend to think of a penis Penis in the butt. Yeah. But there is so much more to do. So where do we begin? So I always say that you start on the outside. Um, I like to give a nice 10-15 minutes on the outside because it feels so good. Mm -hmm. There's so many nerve endings on the outside. And so it's just like, you know, some people are okay with something going straight up their vagina. Some people are okay with something going straight up their butt. Why not enjoy that lovely build-up, delicious anticipation, sensations, all of that before you go internally? And the great thing about that also is, and I always emphasize in particular for beginners and or if you've had a bad butt experience, you know, where somebody was like, hey, let me put this thing in and you want to be a good partner and you're like, okay, I'm going to take it. And then it hurts, right? And you think, oh, butt play has to hurt. It doesn't have to hurt. So what I always recommend is a good 10 to 15 minutes on the outside to seduce the anus, to make it relax, to make it trust, and then it gets hungry and then it wants more. I like that the anus is this like separate entity. It's like we need to convince the butt. We need to seduce it first and yes. then we can play. I like that she's saying you need to get it hungry because Brandon often talks about hungry butt syndrome, HBS. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of hungry butt syndrome. I have Many people not. have it actually. Do you have it? Yeah. You're going to um, be let down. It's oh. total let down. It's essentially when your butt eats your pants and it looks like you got a wedgie and you're walking around all the time. Okay, so yeah, not that's not sexual, comfortable. I don't not like sexual that. Either. I no. don't like that at no, all. No, no, no. It's not no. a good look. No, no. So, so in this instance, you know, what you want to do is play lots of time on the outside. So you can do that with your fingers, right? And um, the my favorite way to do that is with the your knuckles. Mm. So you sort of um, as though um, you're sort of making a fist, but you wiggle your knuckles just in the crack of the butt. 
And what feels great about that is it's nice and soft and round. You can put some lube there and your partner's not worried that your finger's going to slip in. Because a lot of people start with a finger and maybe there's nails, but they're like, I know it's going to slip in. I know my partner said they're not going to put it in, but what if it slips in? With your knuckles, you you can relax, right? Because you know it's not going to slip in. It's amazing combined with oral. It's fabulous combined with oral. Well, what about oral on the butt? Yes. Uh, Feels fabulous. Again, as many nerve endings in our anus um, and even on the outside as there are in our fingertips or our mouths. So lots of pleasure potential. Oral feels amazing. Um, Some people decide that they're going to do that only after they've had a shower. (laughs) Some people will use a dental dam or cut open a condom to have a barrier. Sometimes it's the person giving who's more comfortable. Sometimes the person receiving who's more comfortable. Like, I can't see what's going on back there. I just want you to put a barrier because I don't know if I'm dirty. Right? So sometimes that's the way to do it. Certainly the main health risk there is hepatitis, right? So if if you're not sure about your partner's status, if somebody new, somebody you don't know so well, use a barrier, it just makes it um, a little safer. Put a little lube on the underside of it and lick away and it just feels awesome. Now, if you you have been tested and you want to have analingus and you're not using mm-hmm. a dental dam, you know, people always, when we talk about anal, mm. are concerned about poop. Yes. And the reality is, is that that's where we poop out of. <laughs> um, so a shower takes care of most of that. The reality is that we can't, that bacteria travels anyways, <laughs> right? So if you're going down on your partner on vulva, penis, chances are there's a bit of bacteria there anyways. So your body's kind of used to it. You just don't want to consume large amounts of it. And certainly most of us don't want to do it consciously. So we don't need to get super freaked out about it on the outside. Just clean on the outside. A little baby wipe, have a shower first, use a dental dam. Um, If you don't see anything, you're probably fine. Okay. I like the idea though Mm -hmm. of kind of working up into this. Because mm-hmm. I think for, for those of us who, you know, don't do a lot of butt play, mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, that 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. of rose petals and seducing the butt, yeah. touching on the outside, a little gentle play. Um, and then I would imagine over time, as you become more comfortable, then it can progress. Sure. And I've yeah. heard you speak and I've heard you present and you're great and one and you're very funny. And one of the things in, I heard in one of your conversations, you said it today, is that it shouldn't be painful. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really uh, important point that you drove home in one of your presentations that I I would agree that I, my concern would be, mm. this is going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether it's a finger, the knuckle thing was great too, mm. because I think when I looked at my knuckles, because of course I looked at my knuckles when you said that, I thought this can't go in very far. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there is a yeah. hand att- attached to it yeah. and that's not slipping in anywhere. Right. Anytime soon for me. And the same time thing with the tongue. That's another reason why we generally relax. It's soft. It's wet. If it does go in, it's not going to go in very far. Yeah. And the dental dam too, or like a, a condom cut open for mm-hmm. those people that, let's be honest, might be concerned about mm-hmm. what's there. Like you said, a shower makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then also if, you know, you're not comfortable, I guess it's just start with the knuckle. And then as you become comfortable and you, you know, you and your partner are like, yeah, this is awesome. Mm. Then it just seems natural that then the progression continues, mm-hmm. right? Like if anything. you want, right? And that's the key. And that's what I always say is first time make an anal sex date that's just external. 
right? And it's the equal opportunity orifice. <laughs> no matter what your other genitals look like, you probably have a butt. <clears throat> and even if you don't have a colon, you still have the outside of the butt, right? right? So there's lots of opportunity to play there. And that takes away all the pressure of like, what about, what am I going to do when he wants to go in? What am I going to do if she says she wants to put her finger in? What am I going to, you know, it just allows you to relax and enjoy. And then you talk about it and say like, what did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to do more of? And, you know, some people might say like, you know what, that was great. And that's the extent of my butt adventures. Right? It doesn't have to go inside. No. We, we have this notion, I think in life, but also when mm. it comes to sex, that everything has mm. to build. Right. And that it's this constant crescendo. Once I've done this, then I can do that. And right. then I can do the next thing. And it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And it's not always about getting something in somewhere. There's about sex has to have something goes in somewhere. Otherwise, it's not sex. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. And, and most of us, many of us, like I talk about the fact that it's the stuff on the outside that feels so good mm, for me. And yeah. it's interesting that, Brendan, that you're talking about a fear of pain, that you mm. don't want it to hurt. And I think a lot of people with penises talk this way. They don't want stuff up their butt because of the pain, yet they want to stick their penis mm. up other people's butts. And so mm. I have this rule that I've probably talked about before that comes from an old friend who told me that if uh, he was in college and he wanted to have anal with his girlfriend. Mm. And she said to him, Okay, we can talk about that. But before you even think of putting that inside of me, she put his finger up. Mm -hmm. She put her finger up his butt yeah. and said, see how that little tiny finger feels? Mm -hmm. Imagine how that monster be beast yeah. is going to feel. Yeah, so absolutely. I think it's important that you have something, if you are going to insert, mm. that you've had something in your own butt. Completely. Well, then you have so much more understanding about the pleasure, the discomfort, a better understanding of lube, the importance of it, going slowly, different kinds of um, uh, techniques. So I think you have much more empathy and understanding. And I certainly trust somebody much more to play with my butt who's been willing to at least try it on themselves. They may have decided they don't like it, but at least if they've tried it, then I have much more trust. I like what you said, and I, I wanted to bring that up too, because I think you made reference to equal opportunity mm -hmm. orifice, mm -hmm. but I think as, you know, as a guy, as a person with a penis, I think that it's important to respect, respect how that might feel. Mm -hmm. Because if you've never had anything done there before, you're all of a sudden going to jam something in there. Mm. I, I think it's like, do you know what it feels like to have yeah. somebody jam something in there? Yeah. Because once you do, you might go slower. <laughs> <laughs> or you might use lube or you might, you know, you might not yeah. pressure them. Right. Yeah. Or you might start with something small before you build up. Yeah. Which was great. Mm-hmm. So we do have a, a previous podcast on anal sex yeah. where I talk a little bit about the sphincters and we yes. talk about how to go slowly and we talk yeah. about exercises you can do mm. with yourself mm -hmm. in order to get ready for anal sex mm. because it's not something that, you know, you listen to a podcast and say, all right, we're doing the full Monty tonight, right? You can you do a little bit at a time and you yeah. figure out what works for you. So I do encourage people to go back and listen to the anal podcast. But what I, what I really want to talk to you about mm. is the prostate the prostate because the prostate is accessible through the anus yes it is and on generally people who have a penis um so people who have a vulva have what's called a perineal sponge Ooh, tell us about hang on Ooh. i need to know about the perineal sponge the perineal sponge it's between the vagina and the anus okay it's about a thumb depth in so you can go you can access it through the vagina if somebody's lying on their back okay 
putting pressure down towards the butt. Okay. You can do it with a finger up the butt, pushing up then towards the vagina, or you can do both at the same time. Somebody told me that was called the six pack where you use your finger, right? <laughs> so you're picking something up like a six pack between your fingers. Jeez, man, I, I don't buy beer, but that's not how I'd pick up a six pack. <laughs> I wonder how many people are doing that right now, you know, finger and the thumb squeezing together. So, so just to recap, if they were lying on their back and I was pushing my finger into their vagina, I would press down. Correct. And if they were lying on their back and I was pushing my finger into their anus, yep. I would press up. Correct. And it's not very deep? It's not very deep. It's about a thumb depth in. So it's shallower than the prostate. Okay. Um, which we'll get to. But that is an area that some people find very erogenous. Um, some people have said that they can feel their G-spot through butt play, yes. which could very well be the case. I think sometimes that you're actually hitting the perineal sponge, but ah. you don't know that that's there. Okay. <laughs> right? And it's sort of all in the same vicinity. But certainly if you have, say, a butt plug or something up your butt, then that puts pressure, makes the vagina a little bit narrower and puts a little bit more pressure so that the, the perineal sponge is a little more accessible through the vagina also, right? Okay, so, and what do you do to this perineal sponge? So you, you want to massage it? it. Yeah, yeah. So you can do like the windshield wiper, you can do a pulsing, you can do a shallow in and out motion, um, uh, circles, you know, everybody's a little bit different, but it is a spot. Now, I wouldn't say it's erogenous for all people with vulvas. Um, you know, I would say that it's, you know, like maybe kind of a 50-50 thing once people know where it is as to whether it actually feels great or good as opposed to neutral. I haven't talked to anybody who said it felt bad, but it's not necessarily as strong an erogenous zone as other places, just like nipples, right? Like some people's nipples are like, woohoo, and others, it's really no different than touching your elbow. And for some people, it's one nipple and not the other. Right. <clears throat> Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> which one is it again? It's a surprise every time. I know which one Does it, it change? Is. No. No, it doesn't change. It's that one. Don't give away my secrets. <laughs> so, so there's the perineal sponge if you have a vulva. If you have a penis, you have a prostate, which is a little bit deeper in. And again, if a person's lying on their back, it's, um, I always say it's like trying to tickle the um, belly button. Oh. So you have your finger pretty much all the way in. I have short fingers and I've had a few times where I haven't touched. It's like, it's not quite there. Okay. So it's, it's pretty deep in there. Um, and you're aiming for the belly button. Okay. And so the prostate is, it's like next door neighbors with the anus. So you feel it through the anus. You have what to go up it, the butt. What does it feel like when, with your finger? When you with your finger. Okay. So everybody try this. <laughs> Stick your tongue between your molars. So your cheek sticks out. Now run your finger on the outside. That's what it feels like. It's like a little bump with a moat around it. I have oh. facial hair. My prostate feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> My prostate okay. is spiky. <laughs> it hurts. So you're sticking your tongue against your cheek. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you make a bump so that on the outside, what you feel with your finger is this bump. And it, that's about the size of it. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So I hope you're not listening on the subway or the streetcar or the bus. Well, I guess they're yeah, no are. big deal. They don't know what you're they're doing. They're not going to think like, wow, they're touching I their prostate. <laughs> That person is clearly mimicking the physical sensation of rubbing a prostate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we've got this prostate. Uh, yes. Sometimes you can reach it with your fingers. Sometimes you're better off with a toy. Yeah. 
what what toys do you recommend for prostate play? So generally toys with a curve are better because um, they give a little bit more direct access. And some people like ones that go in and out and some just like kind of a pressure on and off. Um, so um, uh, things like the Loki Wave. Loki? Uh, L-O-K-I. It's okay. a Lalo toy. Okay. And it does this little, it, it kind of like if you imagine pushing a doorbell oh. with your finger, it does the same kind of motion. Um, it just moves forward and backwards. Okay. Um, and then there's also... Um, uh, there's a, a piece on the outside against the perineum because it's nice to get the perineum at the same time. So that spot between the anus and the testicles, it the pressure on that area at the same time feels nice. So it's kind of like we were talking about the six pack where you pick it up where your thumb meets the, the finger, um, but it's not quite as pronounced, right? You're just moving about a uh, half an inch or an inch. So the, the low key wave is good for that. Um, and uh, there's um, a really intense one is the Fun Factory Duke, but that's for more advanced players. It's called the Fun Factory Duke. <laughs> yeah, Fun is Factory is the manufacturer and yeah. the Duke is the, um, but it's it's pretty intense and um, only for people who are really comfortable with their butts. Okay, so tell me, how, I, I need to know, how. Need why to know. is it so intense? Because or what it about puts, it? so what it does is it puts pressure on the back wall of the anus as well as the front wall to make sure that you get the pressure on the front wall. So it's kind of S-shaped, right? So yeah. you have to be really comfortable to get something that wide up there. So it's leveraging sort of yes. to push against yes, it? Yes, exactly. It's using that leverage. So okay. somebody's really focused on getting that prostate tickled. Some, somebody's very focused, very... Um, uh, very keen to have it pleasured and very comfortable had ha has had several things that are of not so slim nature up their butts already. So today we I'm getting it. <laughs> like we are getting this today. This okay. Is <laughs> there you go. Um, we'll have to put uh, some pictures of the these yeah. toys on our Instagram stories. Yeah. So if you head on over to Sex with Doctor Jess or Sex with Doctor Jess on Instagram, we'll put some uh, some pics, maybe some gifts up there if we yeah. can find them. So there's two that are also good that are just more. Simple. Okay. Um, so the Svacom Vic and the WeVibe Vector are two sort of just basic external, 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 internal toys. Not super wide. They have some vibration. They have a remote control function, so you can wear them when you're out and about. Your partner can ma massage your butt while you're having dinner with your folks. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to keep a straight face. <laughs> See, I'm out with clients, and Jess is using the remote control yeah. on the WeVibe Vector. Yeah, that would be interesting. Especially interesting. since you make such funny sex sounds. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a total normal thing for me. I think you'd go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just around. I can see myself clenching my butt. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, anyway. Well, when we think about prostate pleasure, how yeah. do people describe the sensation? Because if you've got your go-to, for yeah. example, is I just rub my penis and it feels pretty yeah. damn good, why would I also want to rub my prostate? Um, it's variation and it's difference. Um, and some people like to do the penis and the prostate at the same time. And some people are like, I can't focus on both. Mm. Just do my prostate, do my penis, don't do both at the same time. So it kind of depends on the person, which also means that sometimes when you play with a prostate, you lose an erection. And sometimes partners in particular get really upset because they're like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? You're not enjoying this. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll tell you if I'm not enjoying it. It just means that my focus 
is now on the inside. Um, and and so it really depends on the person, but not to get freaked out or scared that you've done something wrong or, um, you know, or for the person who loses their erection thinking like, oh, is that because I did something bad or this is a wrong thing to do? It's just some people it helps to get an erection, maintain erection, and some people will lose it. And it just depends on how you respond. How do we get so hung up on the erection? Because, uh, I don't know, it's procreation, it's um, symbolism, I don't know, a lot of people will say patriarchy, I guess. Yeah, I would, I would. I mean, you can have, feel so much pleasure in your body, all mm-hmm. types of pleasure, sure. without getting an erection if you Absolutely. have a penis, without yeah. having lubrication, which is not necessarily an indication of arousal, mm-hmm. without having an orgasm, mm-hmm. things can feel really good. Absolutely, yeah. But we're so hung up on that hard dick. Right. And and the problem then is all that pressure means that it takes away from your ability to get that hard dick once you start stressing about it. Well, you actually, I've heard you talk about that. I'd love you to speak on that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Once you get in your head mm-hmm. and you are nervous about an erection mm-hmm. or you're nervous about having an orgasm or you're right. nervous about ejaculating too quickly, yeah. there's a chemical process that works against you. Can you explain that to people? Yeah. So, I mean, basically your body when you're having sex is designed to be in rest and digest mode. And as soon as you get an anxious thought, what if I lose my erection? What if I orgasm too quickly? What if I um, don't uh, get an erection? What if I don't orgasm? What if I don't ejaculate? Like anything. What if I'm too fat? You know, sometimes it's even, you know, what if uh, I don't get my project done tomorrow? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be anything. As soon as we have that thought, our body goes from rest and digest to fight or flight response. And so this is our ancient brain that says danger, i.e. maybe there's a bear chasing me, right? And so when it comes to erections, it makes a lot of sense. Like if I have a bear chasing me, do I want to have an erection? Would you want to have one? I've been chased by a bear. I did not have an erection. (laughs) I did not. I certainly wouldn't want to have one. It would have been weird for everybody. (laughs) Not the bear. The bear bear wouldn't have known. Hey, look. (laughs) Extra treat. Yeah. And and not the good kind of bear. He wasn't chased by the good kind of bear. Oh, no. It was was an actual bear. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's really scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here to tell the tale. And you seem relatively physically at least unscathed. I'm unscathed. Yes. We weren't touched by the bear. The bears just stood up. Stood up and approached us. On their hind legs. Okay. Got it. Let me tell you, there Um, was no erection hat. Yes. We were in Yosemite Park. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, so that's our body's reaction that says danger, not a good time for an erection, get rid of it. So if you're hard, that's when you ejaculate quickly or just go soft. Same thing happens if you don't have a penis. It's just not as obvious. The arousal goes away so that you've got all your blood and energy in the main organ so you can run away really quickly. But I like that you bring this up because I've been there before. I've mm-hmm. been in a situation where, I, you know, I get in my own head. Yeah. I've been in environments where, you know, most people would assume that it's a very hot and, and erotic. Mm. And I just, I get a thought that I can't mm. yeah. get rid of. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, whether you lose your ele- erection or you lose your interest, you're kind right. of like, and then then you get more in your head. Right. And yes. then I'm like, oh my God, now something really is wrong with yeah. me. Yeah. And then it's just this downward yes. spiral. Completely. But I do think that the very first, one of the very first things that you said here was about seducing the butt. So if mm. you're spending those, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or however long mm-hmm. to kind of get in the moment, I would imagine that you're getting into the mind frame where you are going to enjoy it. And I'm so happy that you brought up that if you are uh, enjoying prostate play that you may lose your erection because mm-hmm. I think that that would have been the first thing that I would have thought, oh right. my gosh, yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah. And now I know that there's nothing wrong with me. Right. 
or at yeah. least not with that. The rest of my <laughs> body. <laughs> Jess might have a different opinion yeah. about other things. <laughs> Let's not make any sweeping statements things. here. <laughs> yes. So I've also heard that I find that really helpful. Thank mm, you. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that the prostate stimulation from many guys I've heard feels more full bodied. Whereas yes. the penile stimulation, it's like, wow, that feels good on my penis. Yeah. Touching the prostate, they can feel the sensations across their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certainly that's the descriptions that I have heard. And when I have been a privileged accomplice <laughs> to someone having a prostate orgasm, yet the whole body responds completely differently. It's much more um, from head to toe. It seems much more um, deep. It seems much more emotional um, uh, and um not necessarily better, yeah. right? But different, mm-hmm. and it it seems to certainly be a different experience. Um, so those who have them say that they really enjoy them. Now, I also know some people who enjoy prostate play and who don't orgasm, and who say it feels really great, and I don't orgasm, and I still love it. Right, <laughs> um, and that's okay too, obviously, right? Um, so it's not always, as you were saying earlier, about, okay, let's do this in order to orgasm. How about let's do this in order to feel pleasure? And when I want to stop because either I had an orgasm, it doesn't feel good anymore. I've had enough. I'm hungry. I want to do you, whatever. <laughs> I want to focus on my penis. Then we move on. And so if you're stimulating this with a toy or your mm-hmm. fingers, is it, would you say it's similar to other parts of the body where you're starting slowly, maybe starting gently and building arousal? Of course, I know everybody's different. You yeah, have to, yeah. You know, if you want to have the sex, you have to talk about the sex with the person yeah. with whom, or people yeah. with whom you're having the sex. But is there this buildup? Uh, we've heard of prostate milking. How do mm-hmm. you produce these prostate orgasms? Okay. So I'm... Um, You know, building up, I think, is always a really good idea, especially the first few times. Um, And so you had also mentioned, like, you know, what do you do beforehand to prepare yourself, getting to know your own butt first, even just starting in the shower, playing on the outside, give yourself an extra minute to just feel the sensations, play a little bit with your own butt. It's always easier to communicate with a partner about what you know you like that you explored when you don't have somebody looking at you waiting for an answer, (laughs) anticipating, and you're like, oh, I don't know. So know your own butt. Play on the outside first to seduce it, to relax it. And then when you start, I recommend with something like a finger width, right? Um, Not big, again, especially if you're a beginner. Um, And what I do is when you go in, it's not that in and out that we often think of as like intercourse, right? It's more of an around. Hmm. So that um, you're you're going around. So if you think of, if you think, picture a water bottle. Okay. Okay. Picture it upside down. Okay. So you've got the narrow end and then it flares. Mm-hmm. The narrow end is where most of all the nerve endings are. And that's where your sphincter muscle is that basically holds in a poop if you're like trying to run to the bathroom. <clears throat> but that also if you're anxious or nervous tightens up to say like, I don't know about this, Mm -hmm. right? So that's where you want to massage. That's where most of the nerve endings are for the butt other than the prostate, the perineal sponge. So rather than going in and out, you're doing an around as though you're kind of like cleaning out the inside of the water bottle, right? Just that opening there. And, And that will help to relax also because the in and out is a little bit more intense. Whereas if you go super slowly just on the opening, that feels divine. Then you can go with something a little bit longer, 
right? Or, um, or, or a little bit wider. So once you're comfortable with that, then sometimes people um, uh, will insert a butt plug. And what a butt plug does is it allows the anal sphincter to relax against something wider. Then you go play with the penis, the nipples, the clit, whatever. And when you pull it out, it's relaxed and open. And then you can put something maybe just slightly bigger in, in it that then is not such a big jump, right? It's not going from zero to 60 all at once. You're going from 40 to 60. So you use the anal plug to relax, to right. help train that yes. anal sphincter muscle. Do you have a recommendation of an anal, a butt plug for somebody new? And again, these are available at goodforher.com. Yeah, good the pleasure plug is really great. I okay. love the pleasure plug um, because there's four different sizes and four different widths. And so the idea is that you don't want to, um, if you, sort of spending a lot of time moving in and out, you tire out the muscle because it's paying attention. It's like, oh, it's in and now it's out and now it's in and now it's out. And you just leave it in place and it can just like, ah, like it feels like it's being hugged. And then you go play somewhere else. Does the toy that you mentioned... Hmm. The pleasure plug mm. does it? Does that vibrate as no. well? There's but no, you can that's... put a vibrator on it. Yeah, um, you know, vibration sometimes if it's not moving in something like that, I find sometimes you go numb after a while. So, so I, I don't, I don't, I often say like for something like that, just leave it in place, play with somewhere else. And then when you pull the plug back out, then you can have the movement. And if you want to go for the prostate then, so you can, now, if you're just going to use a finger, you don't need to do the plug ahead of time. <clears throat> but if you're going to use a bigger toy, like the Loki wave or something like that, or a penis or just a wider dildo, um, you, um, it's easier to do with a finger, though, because you have much more movement, right? Like your finger can go side to side. You can't really move a dildo side to side on the inside, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like you can move it on the outside, but it's not going to do the same on the inside. So fingers are really great for specific prostate play. Um, and um, in my book, Anal Sex Basics, I actually have some techniques in there. So um, one of them that I really like is if you imagine that, like, so remember your prostate is sort of like this little bump, right? So imagine that that's like a clock, and there's one through 12 all around the clock, if anybody remembers what a clock used to look like. <laughs> it's true. I'm really watch. Yeah. What is the world coming So to? go to the one and do a little teeny circle around the one. Go to the two, a little teeny circle around the two. Go to the three, a little teeny circle around the three, right? Go around. So little teeny circles. And just because different parts of the prostate are going to feel different sensations. Another thing you can do is a windshield wiper. And some people just go back and forth. And some people will go from the 1 to the 11, from the 2 to the 10, from the 3 to the 9, and down. Some people go from the outside to the middle, where the hands would connect, and then the other outside to the middle. You just have fun. You yeah. can just play all around. You can just play all around. I think the concern that, that I would have had, and as somebody mm. who hasn't done mm -hmm. prostate play, but I'm open to it, mm -hmm. is the idea of the, the term. When yeah. you say the word milking the prostate, yeah. I think you got to get a few fingers in there to milk something. No, no, no. You don't but, have to. No, no, no. I, I realize that yeah. now. Yeah. But I, I think that term is just a frightening term mm. when you think about the, the prospect of doing right. that. Yeah. Um, I think it's more about length of time. So it's more about, you know, like when you milk a cow, you squeeze it a couple of times, you're not going to get much out of it. 
right? You have to really milk the udder. Get I don't know. I don't know that, that much about cows. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> taking your word for this. I mean, but yeah, right. my, my understanding is that unless the udder is really full, you're not going to get much right at first, right? Oh. And that you need to keep going to get rid of all the milk. So that's the idea is it's not just about like, hey, how's that 10 seconds? Okay, we're done. This is like spending a minute, spending two minutes, as long as it's not uncomfortable and that the pleasure builds and that the sensations grow and that then you release some of that seminal fluid out of the prostate, which I don't know if you know the origin of some of the prostate toys. So milking the prostate was actually because if you had an infection in your prostate, that's how you were supposed to get rid of it because there's fluid in there and any fluid in the body that doesn't move, you want to flush it out. So this is, and the Aneros is a toy that was designed for milking the prostate to get rid of infection. And then all of these people came into their MDs, you know, or were telling the toy Um, manufacturers, I "I don't know. (laughs) I have an uh, an infection, it won't go away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're saying like, you know, I'm having all this pleasure. Is this okay? And this feels really good. And so they started to market it also as a pleasure toy. So some people find that that milking and just moving that fluid is not only healthy, right, but also pleasurable. Are you a fan of the Aneros toys? So I do really like them. Um, What I like about them in particular is that the way they work is, remember I was saying the Loki wave does this little like a doorbell, right? So it does it without any mechanics. When you squeeze your anal sphincter as though you're like, oh, I have to find a bathroom, right? So you're trying to stop anything from coming out or going in for that matter. If you do that against the Aneros, it does the doorbell on the inside. And so you can massage your prostate without having to ask a partner, hey, do you want to put your finger up my butt who might not be interested? You might not want to tell them that that's what you want to do. You might not be comfortable doing it yourself and or it's really hard to do that yourself. Right. So you can have it up your butt. You can have intercourse with your partner. You can have your partner going down on you. You can be doing the dishes and you're stimulating your prostate just by squeezing that anal sphincter muscle. You could do it on the subway. It's the, the tiny <clears throat> movements of your own butt muscles right. move the Aneros, right? right. That's Correct. how they explained it to me. Yeah. That's... And, and is it selling well at Good For Her? Um, it sells pretty well. Um, I do find that it's very, like any toy, it's mixed right. um, in terms of whether people like it or not and whether it works for them or not. I mean, one of the challenges is that not every anatomy is the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it kind of hits a particular spot. And if that works for you, then you're going to get that spot hit so that that's the first thing is it has to hit you in the right spot and the second thing is is you have to like that motion right you might prefer like a back and forth windshield wiper motion well you can't do that with that toy so it's um it's one that some people who really like it really like it um others find it okay and some are like you know it's it's not as good as a finger or um some of the other toys so it really depends but i mean the nice thing about some of these toys is you don't always need your partner to do anything, Correct. right? Like yeah. you, your partner yeah. can be like, I don't want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to do it to myself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then it's on you yeah. to take the initiative yeah. to pleasure, to, to milk it. To so milk to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, interesting. So we're talking about toys that are, you know, marketed to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the CES just 
went down right in, in Vegas, and mm-hmm. it was making headlines across the globe for being yeah. the first year where the sex toys were actually allowed on the show floor. Although they've been there for a while, right. and there's right. been controversy. Yes, uh, and I was asked by a reporter about the future of sex toys for men because mm. this seems to be a growing market. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing more men coming into the shop at Good for Her without a partner? I mean, we always have. I don't know if I'm seeing more of them. I do think that when it comes to butt play, it's a little bit more acceptable, right? Right. Because of this whole idea, you must be gay and gay equals bad and all of those things. So I think the stigma around um, being gay, (laughs) as well as the stigma around butt play Mm -hmm. for men, and it's also about penetration, right? Which is seen as feminine not as positive right you're you're not as strong if you're penetrated so some of that is going away um i do know some people who work in emergency room departments it's often men who are coming in with things up their butts and i think you know things that don't have a flared base that they say not toy things not toy things candlesticks coke bottles all of those all kinds of things eggplants um you know it's the emojis zero to a hundred there eh? (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. say i don't have a toy i'm gonna stick this eggplant (laughs) in my butt so don't put things up your butt that aren't designed to go up your butt there needs to be something with a flared base with a flared base something that stops it from getting sucked up in there yes so if you remember your water bottle Mm -hmm. right so the narrow part is around the neck Mm -hmm. so if you have something that's most of the way in that neck squeezes it and it might squeeze it in and it might squeeze it out right (laughs) and if you get it in then you have to go past that sphincter to get it out um and one of the questions that people often have is well if i have if I do butt play, am I going to have to wear diapers? Am I going to loosen my sphincter and end up, you know, not being able to hold in my poops? So my nephew's an emergency room doctor, and he has said that that if you come in and something is <clears throat> in the rectum, so beyond the sphincter, and they need to reach in to get it out under anesthesia that's when you're going to have problems with your sphincter muscles working properly, right? So if you do things that are relaxing, that um, are pleasurable, where you're not forcing something and where you're not, you're not um, sort of stretching. And I often say like, you know, putting in something that's about the same size as or smaller than what comes out, your body's used to. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good call. That's a good call. And some people have some big poops. Yeah. Yeah, some people have big poops. And, you know, so your average penis is going to be probably fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going beyond that, you really need to know what you're doing. If you're going to put your foot up your, your foot, butt. Yes. <laughs> or your partner's foot up your butt. I don't know if you can do your own. <laughs> no. That would be pretty yoga. yoga going on. <laughs> um, so then you want to really, like, really know your body and really um, get comfortable with it and know the signs because... The problem also is, is we ignore pain. We think pain is bad. We think I should take it. We think I need to do this for my partner. I need to prove that I can do it. I want to be a good partner. I want to be a good sport. And so we endure the pain, which is often our body saying, you know what, something's not quite right. You need more lube. It's too big. It's too fast. There's something poking into the side. Like if you think, right, the rectum is not really straight there's actually twists and turns but if you're putting something firm in there 
right? You're poking into the side of the rectum. That's going to hurt. Pay attention to that, right? That's why your body has pain signals. That's how we learn not to put our hands on the stove or to know that the stove is hot because otherwise we would harm ourselves. That's the same thing with our butts. We right. Need to pay and, attention. And that's part of why we also don't recommend numbing creams because Correct. when you use a numbing cream, you're you're absolutely destroying that system that was designed right. to keep yes. you alive. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> designed and to stop you from setting your body on fire. Yeah. Right? And that's and that's the whole the whole purpose of it is to get something in, right, without feeling the pain. But it your body still experiences the harm. You just don't feel it in the moment and you will often feel it later. It's like biting your cheek after you've had your cheek frozen right at the dentist yeah so it doesn't hurt in the moment it actually right. kind of feels good in the moment yeah. but after you really regret it right stop chewing on your cheek stop chewing i love to, i love to chew on my cheek after <laughs> do the, you really yeah. I, I thought that was weird i was like really you enjoy chewing yeah on that's cheek? just me yeah okay i got you know i have I to try these, that next I got time all these right things. on go for it <laughs> i don't actually recommend it <laughs> okay because it's like drinking feels really good until the morning uh, right <laughs> okay and then you're like what did i do last night what did i do to my cheek yeah and my knees. Yeah. So th this has been really great. If you're going to leave people with just kind of a summary mm. of advice or insights or suggestions mm -hmm. for anal play or prostate play, mm -hmm. how would you sum it up? I would sum it up as get to know your body first, go slow, play on the outside first, um, take your time, listen to your body listen to your partner and what they want um, and pay attention to their nonverbals because sometimes they're wanting to be a good partner and taking it. And that's why I like to see my partner's face because sometimes, you know, they're scrunching their face they're like, yeah, it's fine. Keep going. And you're like, okay, I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> um, not the, that's not the pleasure face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, really paying attention to those nonverbals, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. There's no, you don't get a prize for taking something bigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? It's not about bigger. It's about, think about bigger in terms of pleasure, not in terms of how big a thing can you put up there. Unless you're kind of a size queen, you really know mm -hmm. what you like, mm -hmm. you really, you know, in touch with your body and you have done lots of things, great. I'm not going to say that's not a good way to go. But certainly when you're starting out, um, and d I wouldn't start out with a penis, like give yourself a whole bunch of times before you go with a penis or a strap on that's the size of a penis. Ditch mm. the penis. This has been my motto for Just a couple rid of decades. Just get rid of it, eh? Yeah. Don't start with a penis, don't end with a penis. <laughs> I, I really like the idea. The two things that you said, one was about pain. Pain mm. is good. Pain mm -hmm. is something that tells you, you should probably stop or slow down or yeah. change. Or add lube. Yeah, we're at lube. Lots and lots. Tons of and lube. Lots of lube. Thick a lube. Thick lube. We didn't, yeah, maybe a silicone-based lube. I like a silicone. I like something thick because it stays in place. Right. Um, and the, the thing is also just about lube is that is that you, there's no natural ending <laughs> to the rectum, so it keeps getting pushed up. Right. Um, so some people even will do like a thick lube to coat the inside and then a thinner lube on whatever's going in and out. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't talk a ton about lube because yeah. in the other podcast, yeah. again, I really yeah. do recommend yeah. people go back and have a listen. We talk about mm -hmm. lube and we talk about the sphincters and how to yeah. get to know your sphincters. And that's episode 72. You can go back to all about anal. Uh, it doesn't get as in-depth as mm -hmm. this, but it, it covers the basics. Now, mm -hmm. before I let you go, I have one quick question yes. because I saw it in your notes. What is a Goldilocks poop? 
<laughs> and this is why I don't show Brendan any notes oh, ahead man. of time. I wish I'd seen that before we started. Please. So when I was writing my book, I was explaining about poops, and this was the term that my editor came up with, and I love it. So <clears throat> people are worried that they're going to encounter poop when they go up somebody's butt or somebody's going to find it in their own butt. So, and some people will clean themselves out at a time, which you can if you want to. And I generally recommend just a really simple rectal syringe that you can squeeze a little water in, let it come out, and you're good to go. Um, you don't have to, though. And tap water? Yeah, tap water's okay. fine. Some people use distilled and whatever, but, it, you know. like a nice flat flat yeah, I wouldn't do sparkling water. I no. wouldn't do sparkling <laughs> salt or flavored or anything Perrier, you know, a little lime lime <laughs> Perrier that's what you love <laughs> and I'm like I probably shouldn't say that Somebody I'd might use do that it. the other end I yeah. would drink it and then just use regular water on the other end okay. um, so basically if you um, you're not going to encounter a lot of poop unless you're someone who's generally constipated okay. or you tend to have runny poos, okay. right? So this is what a Goldilocks poop is. Not too hard, not too soft, just, just right. right. <laughs> and if you have those kinds of poops, there'll be very little left there that your partner will encounter. So we should be aiming for Goldilocks poop. and Aim for Goldilocks poops. It, it, you know, having a healthy diet. Yeah, and being aware exactly. of your bowel movements. This yeah. is all a part of it. It's not yeah. a technique. It's not like, you know, three quarters of the way clockwise. It really is a lifestyle thing. It is. And it's it's and everyone's different. It's getting to know yourself and a partner. Awesome. Well, you can certainly learn more in Carlisle's book, Anal Sex Basics. And if you're interested in any of these toys, we're going to link to them. And make sure you check out goodforher.com. Brandon and I will be at Good For Her in Toronto on Monday, January 27th at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm really excited for this workshop because I'll be pulling some of the exercises that I do in my corporate retreats. So mm. working with executives and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and their partners. Mm -hmm. And these are conversations that couples can have facilitated or totally on their own to deepen intimacy to kind of boost passion and, and ultimately to have better sex. Mm -hmm. so, and I'm excited awesome. because I'm going to get to share all of my stories with another group of people. <laughs> uh, Brandon's going to get to carry things in and out of the workshop for actually, sure. I'm also very excited because I'm going to have a lot of extra questions for the staff at Good For Her that night. There you go. After I'll have this to show podcast. you the Duke. Yeah, I want to see the Duke. Okay. And I will just say Good For Her is a bit of a revolutionary space. It's a bit been around in Toronto for this will be 23 years 23 years <clears throat> and this was a space that was created um, to be to kind of take it from the back room mm -hmm. into the living room so yep. it feels like a, a little bit like a home yeah it's a safe space I know at one point you did have women only and so on Sundays from noon till two we have women and trans only hours for people who feel a little more comfortable in a that kind of a space right and I do think that the space is always comfortable it's not the type of place where mm -hmm. um, people are going in for gags necessarily this is these are you've, you've got staff who are all educators yep. you know a ton about sex yep. toys but also about human sexuality and yep. the spectrum of human sexuality so make sure you check them out even if you're in Toronto that is a great field trip go to the distillery district and go to good for her on Harvard <laughs> thank you so brunch. much for being here oh it's always a pleasure appreciate it so much folks we'll be back next Friday and every Friday make sure you subscribe and tell all your friends you're listening to the sex with dr jess podcast improve your sex life improve your life <laughs>